You're listening to InfoTrack. To learn more about our guests or listen to past shows, visit InfoTrack online at InfoTrackRadio.com. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. There are about 300 million smartphone users in America, and it's no surprise that many kids as young as 8 years old have smartphones of their very own. But is it smart to give youngsters a product designed for adults without first giving them some guidance? Dr. Katherine Perlman is a licensed clinical social worker and parenting expert, and she's written a book for kids titled First Phone, A Child's Guide to Digital Responsibility, Safety, and Etiquette. Catherine, let's start with the topic of digital safety. Adults can get into trouble with cybercrime, hacking, stolen passwords, and the list goes on. There must be more dangers facing kids with smartphones. Yeah, so kids have all the same dangers as adults, but they sometimes have less of an ability to recognize it. And an additional risk is predators that aren't really looking necessarily for adults, but they go where kids are. They spend a year or two years slowly grooming kids, and that is a real danger for kids. Another basic issue with giving a kid a digital device is having them lose it or drop it or otherwise damage it. How do you impress the importance of caring for their phone on a youngster? These are expensive devices and, you know, kids, especially when they get it as a gift, they don't really think much about that. But we have to let them know, look, if you lose or damage this device, you're going to help pay for it. And the other thing is that they have to learn habits about how to care for it. So they need a really good case. They need to think about where am I putting my phone every time so I don't lose it? And how am I not going to jump in the pool with my phone in my pocket? Like these are silly things, but you know what? That happens twice to my own kid. So we have to spend some time teaching kids about just basic responsibility about how to care for their phone. I'm just curious, from your research, what is the main reason or reasons that parents give kids at that age a smartphone? There are a number of reasons. I'd say the number one is that parents want to be able to contact their kids and know where they are and have their kids contact them. Kids get to a certain age where they want additional independence. They want to be able to walk home from school or go to the store or be at their friend's house. And so it becomes a convenience for parents to be able to say, okay, that's fine, but call me if you need me, or I'll be able to get in touch with you if I have a problem or I'm running late, something like that. And there are some other needs. There are divorced families that sometimes it's very helpful for a kid to have a cell phone so the non-custodial parent can get involved. And then also there are some medical reasons, some mental health reasons that kids have smartphones. For example, I have a kid in the book who has diabetes and monitors that on their smartphone. That's a life-saving device for them. So there are a number of reasons a kid might get a phone. We're talking with Dr. Katherine Perlman, author of First Phone, A Child's Guide to Digital Responsibility, Safety, and Etiquette. Talk about social media and how a smartphone can get a kid involved with social media in a good or a bad way. You know, I think there is pros and cons to all social media, and it's kind of good to think of it that way so that kids don't feel like we're completely out of touch. They are very much socializing with their friends on social media. Many kids are not texting in regular text forms. They are only messaging through social media apps. And so it's important to realize that this is part of their everyday lives. My son had a professor who had the entire class on Discord, which is social media, and that's how they got all their information for the course. So this is part of everyday lives. But there is a downside, and it's really a matter of what kids are doing and how long they're spending. But what we know is the longer kids are on social media, the more hours they spend, the more likely that they're going to have some negative side effects like anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, things like that. So it's a matter of how long you're doing it and what you're doing exactly. 
How do you tell a youngster when to put the phone down and turn off the beeping and the notifications and pay attention to what human beings are saying right there? We used to talk about only an hour a day of screen time, and that's sort of impossible these days. They're around us all the time. So I think we do have to put in artificial limitations and rules around how we use our phone to kind of help us manage this. I like to recommend that families have no phones at mealtime, no phones at bedtime or an hour before bedtime. If somebody's visiting the house, we put our phones away. And the thing is, if your phone is in front of you and there are notifications coming up, it's human nature to look at it. So we know this. That might mean you need to put your phone away or in your pocket and also to limit notifications to only the most important things coming up. We don't need to know every time there's an important news event popping up. We don't need to know every time something is liked or shared on Facebook. This is just a distraction for us. So limiting those and then only going on social media when we have time and interest rather than being bombarded by these notifications all the time that kind of take our mind away from the people who are in front of us. Talk about digital contracts and having parents have their kids sign something like that. Is that valuable? You know, a digital contract is a great way for parents to open discussions with their kids about shared expectations and rules. And even though kids sort of balk at rules imposed upon them, they actually feel very safe and secure with these kind of boundaries. So a digital contract, when your kid is getting a phone, is a great way to talk about how we're going to deal with the health and safety and what our expectations are about where we charge the phone and when we put it down and etiquette and also privacy issues. And the last thing is about how we're going to deal with mistakes. I really want parents to say to their kids, I understand you're going to make a mistake. That is going to happen. But if you do, you can come to me. I'm going to put it in the contract that I'm going to remain calm. And I'm going to ask you to sign in the contract that you will come to me if something is upsetting to you or you did something by mistake rather than just let the consequences be. I will help you through it. And so putting that all down is really helpful. And then addressing it and changing that contract as kids get older, the younger they are, the more supervision they need. So the expectation might be that you're going to be in their phone and you're going to be looking through things. And then when they're 16, the expectation might be that I'm going to give you privacy, but I still need your password in case there's something, an emergency or a concern. And then I will talk to you about it. One of the things that you mention in your book for kids to understand is that nothing is private on a cell phone and texting, the records of what is said in texting, I guess can be around basically forever. Is that something that you think kids really need to know? Absolutely. I think, you know, when we talk on the phone or we talk in person, it's not being recorded. Sometimes we say something we regret later or we wouldn't want to share. We're sharing with a close friend. We wouldn't want to share that with everybody. That's great. But when we're texting, we sometimes forget that things can be shared and we can't take it back. Or even on social media, if we take something down, it's already been screenshot. It's already been shared. And so help kids realize, you know, if you wouldn't share it with your principal or your grandma, you shouldn't post it. You shouldn't text it and be more mindful about the things. You can always pick up the phone and call, even do a video call. But once you text it, once you say it, you cannot take it back. You know, millennials who were born in the 80s and 90s obviously did not have smartphones, but they spent, you know, a lot of time looking at television. How do the smartphones, in your opinion, compare to that era? It's definitely more risky. I mean, just at your fingertips, anything is accessible. And even if you're 
a parent and you put on all these safety things on your kid's phone, chances are there's an older sibling or an iPad or a friend's phone that has all these capabilities. So there's just so much more information out there. And even though there were some cable channels that had some maybe pornography, it was limited to the evenings and it was, you know, still a very different ballgame than the kind of things that are on the internet now. So I think it's much more exacerbated now. If you could, I guess, wave a magic wand and get parents to do the most important things parents can do right away with their kids, if they already have a smartphone, what would your suggestions be? My number one suggestion is to keep the phone out of the bedroom at night. It's actually shocking that somewhere between 70 and 80 percent of teenagers are sleeping with their phones and most of them on their pillows or in their hands. And that is just interrupting sleep. It's causing all kinds of negative effects. Nothing good is happening in the middle of the night with the phones. So that is just one thing. And then kids have no break from their social life. This would be an artificial break where kids can put it down, focus on other things, get some rest, put some screen free time in the day and also have some basic rules about information that's never, ever shared on social media or in texting, such as like date of birth, passwords, school, you know, things like that. Just some basic privacy concerns that we talk to kids about. Well, the book is First Phone, A Child's Guide to Digital Responsibility, Safety and Etiquette. Dr. Catherine Perlman, who is a licensed clinical social worker and parenting expert. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.